And now for something completely different. That's right, folks. Welcome to the Kudzu Radio Hour Special Edition Number One. This is our first ever special edition. We're going to start having some of these interspersed um, here and there. Just little things that I might want to uh, share with you. And uh, one that I really wanted to share. We had technical difficulties yesterday. And so we were unable to put up the Kudzu Radio Hour podcast. I do apologize for that. Things just didn't, weren't, weren't working yesterday. But we will be back on Halloween on Saturday, October 31st, next Saturday. Meanwhile, welcome to the special edition. Uh, this program today is basically for one purpose only, and that is to introduce you to a new single recorded by my co-host Billy Eli. Um, most of you are, are, I'm sure, f- familiar with Billy and his many albums uh, as a singer-songwriter, performer, honky-tonk, nighttime man, just a man. He's a he's a very talented cat, and I want to get him to share the story of how this song about uh, tequila. <laughs> Imagine that a song about tequila. And uh, it's really a catchy song, I think. And I want to let him tell you about writing the song and things like that. I do want to say that the Kudzu Radio Hour Special Edition was recorded today. Uh, Yeah, of course it was recorded today. When else would it be recorded? Today, October 25th on Sunday. Uh, And it's just... uh, it's a beautiful day outside here in Spartanburg, South Carolina. I hope it is where you are. Special edition number one, brought to you by the Boxmasters, a great rock and roll band out of Los Angeles called the Boxmasters, and very prolific songwriting team of Buddy, Billy Bob Thornton, we call him Bud, and J.D. Andrew. And they're like the new Lennon and McCartney. They just keep churning out really great songs and subsequently great albums. So the new album that's coming out this week, yeah, it's called Light Rays, and I've been listening to it for quite some time, and I just think it's one of the best albums, probably the best album they've ever done, Light Rays. Excellent songwriting, excellent music. It's got that whole 60s jingle jangle vibe here and there, and lots of thought-provoking lyrics written by... uh most for the most part by uh, Bud Thornton, um, and uh, you know you can tell he's a writer. Just look at Sling Blade. He wrote Sling Blade, wrote and uh, and directed it and starred in it and everything. So, and that's just the tip of the iceberg with this guy. He's a rock and roll drummer and singer and songwriter, and JD is just great. JD's a multi-talented musician producer, songwriter. These guys have got it going on. Look for Light Rays. You can buy vinyl, CD, or download. Tell them Kudzu sent you. Michael Buffalo said to come over here and get this. Theboxmasters.com Theboxmasters.com And just so you'll know, you can order the album, but they've got a lot of other stuff that JD has posted on there. Some of it's vintage collectible uh, Boxmasters shot glasses and uh, Dickie's work shirts and 
t-shirt, all kinds of stuff. Man, I personally am ordering a uh, my official Boxmasters uh, bumper sticker and my official Boxmasters koozie because I collect koozies. <laughs> it's like, well, why do you collect koozies? Well, I don't know. You got to have something to put your beer in, don't you? You know, if it's around long enough to keep it cold. <laughs> anyway, the Boxmasters. Theboxmasters.com and check them out on Facebook and Instagram. The Instagram account is the official Boxmasters. Because there's another account too, but the official is updated every day. It's a good one. The program's also brought to you by our friends at Springer Mountain Farms who have fresh chicken responsibly raised on family farms with no antibiotics, no hormones, no steroids, no animal byproducts, none of that junk. This is the healthy stuff. If you're going to eat chicken, and aren't we all, especially Southerners, get your Springer Mountain Farms chicken. It's healthier for you. It's better for you. And not only is it better for you, but it tastes superior. It really does. That's my favorite chicken, and I'm not just saying that because they're a sponsor. If I didn't even know the people and I tried it, I get that bag of the frozen chicken breast, thaw, thaw one out, put it on the, uh, used to say my foreman grill, but that broke, and now I got a Cuisinart. But I grill that bad boy, right, with asparagus or, or something, whatever. Uh, it's just really good. Springer Mountain Farms. And you can uh, check them out online. And also, if you want to order, uh, you know, a, a contact-free delivery drop, they'll bring, they'll send it right to your door. I've had that happen in a cooler. It'll come right to your door. So check them out at SpringerMountain.com. That's SpringerMTN.com. Not only is Springer Mountain Chicken healthier for you, but it tastes really good. Man, yeah. If you haven't seen the current issue of Kudzu Magazine, be sure to check it out. Uh, we're working on another one already, but the one, I'm very proud of the one we've got up, issue number 39. Just go to kudzumag.com, K-U-D-Z-O-O-M-A-G, kudzumag.com, and read it. Flip Page Magazine. Great uh, songwriter from Muscle Souls, legendary Dan Penn, is on the cover. And we're talking about his new album he's only done three solo albums over his huge career and this new one is the best one he's ever done it's just it's got so much soul i like to say more soul than shaquille o'neal's tennis shoe <laughs> yeah i know that's an old joke but whatever I, most of my jokes are old because i'm old okay old her i'm a old i'm not old i'm old er 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 Anyway, nevertheless, check out kudzu, kudzumag.com. And that's about it. We're going to play the record uh, that Billy has just uh, just finished recording uh, on Yeo Nights, all about it's a love song to a bottle of tequila. So, I mean, that's Billy likes to write about alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he also likes to drink alcohol and uh you know and i understand because i'm the same way i don't think i've ever written a drinking song 
And I certainly hadn't written one of the quality of the uh, tequila song he's got out. This is a great song. Great instrumentation. Jim Hiphill, another one of our guys um, from the podcast, produced and played guitar on it. Um, man, just a really good song. I think you guys will like it. I'm going to play the song. going to come back talk to Billy right after this. And there you have it, folks. Brand new single from Billy Eli on Yeo Nights. And we're happy to have my buddy, Billy Eli, with us today. Hi, Billy. How are you? Hey, Bob. How's it going? Doing good. Good, man. I just wanted to talk to the people, um, the listeners, and tell them a little bit about this song. I mean, it's amazing to me. I heard other versions of the song as you were writing it. Right. But it's always had this real distinct uh, melodic quality that it's, I, I can't even put my finger on it, but it's the kind of song that, you know, draws me in and I want to hear it over and over and over again. Tell us Thanks. a little bit about the song, how it came to be. I know it was started out to be a, a corporate jingle or something, right? 
Right. Yeah. It started out to be a, uh, a corporate uh, theme song for Bandero Tequila and uh, really good tequila. You can only get it in California, I think. I don't know West Coast. I have a I have a friend uh, here in Central Massachusetts that uh, he's an investment banker and he's on Bandero's board of directors. <laughs> this is so convoluted. It's a great story. He so they sent him uh, four or five bottles of their tequila. Well, he doesn't drink tequila. It was the first or second week of the lockdown, and uh, I got a message from him. He said, "Hey." Uh, this tequila, this tequila company, Bandero, they've uh, they've given me a bunch of bottles of their tequila, and I don't drink tequila, but uh, I think you you drink tequila, don't you? And I said, Yeah, I, I do, in fact, drink tequila. He said, Let me, uh, I'm gonna drop a bottle off. You tell me what you think. And I said, Great. So he dropped the bottle off. It was a week or two later. I drank most of it. And he he uh, messaged me back. He said, What'd you think of tequila? I said, Man, I got to tell you, uh, Milagro has always been my kind of go-to tequila i drink a lot of different stuff but usually i drink milagro and uh he's so he said how does it stack up to that i said man this is probably the smoothest tequila i've ever drank and i'm kind of surprised because it's a blanco tequila which means it's not aged at all um he he said really you like it that that well i said yeah man smoother than a baby's ass (laughs) at, at the next at the next board meeting, which by then everything was Zoom, it was all teleconference, and uh, he told the, the president of the company, guy owns the company, he says, hey, I got this friend of mine that's a tequila drinker, and I gave him a bottle, and he said it's smoother than a baby's ass. And uh, and the uh, uh, guy's name was Dean, uh, Dean Becker, he says, uh, he says to my friend John, he says, who said that? And he says, it's a friend of mine. He's, you know, he's a Texas guy, singer, songwriter, musician guy. He says, uh, see, if he'll, see if he wants to write a corporate theme song for us and, and work in about being smoother than a baby's ass. So that's kind of how that came to be. And then an email introduction was made. And uh, they had some very specific things they wanted in the song, which I'm not going to really get all the way into, but they had some definite things that they wanted. And they said, can, can you write this? And, and I, I've never been real good at having somebody go, hey, write, write about this or write, write about that. I just kind of write about what strikes me at the time. But I said, yeah, you know what? I, I don't know, but I'll give it a try. And I'll have something, you know, by Friday. This was like on Monday. I said, I, if I'll either have something by Friday or I'll be able to tell you I'm not going to be able to do it. He said, yeah, that'll be fine. And I, the next day I was going to monkey with it. And it was one of those, you know, those happy accidents. I started messing with the uh, kind of that chord progression, and 20 minutes later, it was done. I mean, it just kind of arrived, and and uh, I just all I had to do was remember it, and so I I did that and sent them a uh, and sent them just a rough demo that I just made on my phone. And you were talking about the tones, the melody, they. Uh, after they were interested, they, they called me back and they said, okay, uh, we want you to produce it and, you know, turn it into a, turn it into a, a song for us. I said, great. And they said, we want it to be like a surf tune, but we don't want it to be like a traditional surf tune, you know, like a surf, uh, cowboy kind of Clint Eastwood man with no name, you know, t- tone and, and kind of haunty and, and, uh, <laughs> and he says, uh, 
and we do not want a bunch of traditional, you know, copied surf licks on there. And I said, and I was telling myself, you know, man, the, the, the dominant lead instrument in all our recordings is pedal steel guitar. I mean, we have a hot lead player, Jim Hemphill, and you, you, you're familiar with Jim. He's worked on some of your stuff. And, um, so, uh, we have a hot lead player, but when we're recording our own original stuff, man, it, it mostly, uh, that mostly falls on our pedal steel player, Kevin Mall, who's a phenomenally good pedal steel player and a phenomenally good dobro player. And they said, fine. And that, and that was all they told me to do. And then I just kicked it over to Jim said, Hey man, here's what they said they want. Here's what I have. Pass it around. And <clears throat> there's a, there's a little story about that after, uh, after it was all done. Cause we were all doing it remotely. Our, our drummer lives in Los Angeles and we had to, I had to do scratch truck, uh, scratch tracks here in uh, Northampton and then sent them to everywhere because uh, as you, you're familiar Buff, uh, probably your listeners aren't, but uh, our drummer is in LA. Our bass player is in Minneapolis. Our lead player is in, uh, is in Austin. Well. I'm in East Hampton, Massachusetts, and Kevin is either in Albany or in the winter in South Florida. He's got a house down there too. So, so it was kind of spread out and it took a little while, but when it all got done and Jim got it all mixed and he sends it to me, he says, uh, okay, man, here it is. And it's the thing that you just heard. And it got to that guitar solo. And when we had started, started recording, we had had a zoom meeting like this and we had told Kevin, Kevin, man, you're, you take the ball. We're we're passing you the ball, man. You run with it. And and here's here's the progression and the melody and and you man, you do so much cool steel steel player stuff. He's so great. And uh, so I'm I get the thing back and I'm listening. And uh, if you're listening to it with headphones on, you can hear the you can really hear that pedal still in your in your left in the left can. And he's doing all these you know classic you know the pulls and the slides and. And, uh, and the swells and and I'm listening to the solo on the right it's a single note thing and I thought well that's not pedal steel man and I I thought well that's probably Jim and what Jim did was he listened to he listened to what Kevin played and he and he played you know and then he matched it he played something that went with it and but I'm listening over and over to the steel part and I'm not that the pulls and the swells and stuff weren't good but just it's not kind of it, it was really minimal compared to the stuff that, that Kevin usually plays, and uh, and I was thinking, well, uh, I kn- I knew that at that moment, just about a month ago, Kevin was in the middle of putting his house up for sale, and I and I was thinking, you know what, he he didn't have a lot of time, and and he and he came up with something that was safe, and Jim Jim took it and put another half to it, but I really like what it is, but I didn't recognize the tones in the solo and I thought it was Jim. I sent him a text, I said, Jim, I don't recognize the, uh, that guitar in the solo, man. Is that one of your strats? Are you playing one of your strats? Is this, it just, it sounds like just a, mostly he plays a Telecaster or a Les Paul and I know what all his guitars sound like. I didn't recognize that one. And uh, it, it was just, it didn't, wasn't through any pedals or anything, just sounded like a guitar plugged into an amp. I said, uh, which strat did you use? And he writes me back. He said, man, I didn't play a note in that solo. That's all, Kevin. <laughs> and so I'd write back, I'm sorry. 
that fast single note thing is Kevin. He said, yeah, I didn't play a note in the solo. And I just wrote Kevin and said, Kevin, man, that's you on that whole solo, that single note he wrote back. Yeah, yeah, man, I hope it's not, I hope you like it. I hope it's not too busy. I was oh, like, man. Man. Right. And I was like, man, I have to, I had to scoop my brain up off the floor, put it back in my head. And <clears throat> here was a funny thing. Actually, a couple funny things about this, but uh, uh, at that at that point, I had shared I had shared that rough that first rough mix with a few friends, and you being one of them, Buff, and and uh, I, and you and, and some friends of mine that are living in Chicago and and that are you know music aficionados, and they they sent me back a uh, they sent me back a message, and <laughs> this was funny. They said, uh the guitar part in the solo, man. Uh, what kind of guitar is Jim playing? And I wrote back, it's not Jim, man. It's it's Kevin. I have no idea what he's playing. So Rickenbacker lap steel. Yeah, I just called him and asked him. I said, man, what in the hell are you playing on that solo? And he said, it's it's like a 1953 Rickenbacker lap steel. <laughs> and I said, really? And he said, yeah, and it's got an all metal chassis, so it's kind of got that bite and, and you know and then he goes on to describing the guitar to me in loving language that i'm not going to repeat about a guitar <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah no so there's all that and then anyways we got it all done and we made when we made the pitch to the tequila company and then they didn't like it and they wanted to change it and i was like yeah i don't really want it changed and and, and so yeah, all right. Well, this isn't gonna work out. And thanks, but sorry. Thanks, man. Uh, good luck. And I got a hold of the guys in the band. I said, "Look, man, the thing with Tequila Company isn't gonna work out." Here's what I've already written a rewritten a set of lyrics where it takes out all the product placement mentioned. All I got to do is go recut the vocals. So I went and did that. And that was finished this past week and in buff when that happened i sent you i sent you that uh the final what's going to be the final release and 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 then about two hours later i get a text from you saying hey what kind of guitar is jim playing on that song and i was and it was great and i do what having that happen three or four times had made me feel so good that i wasn't the only one that that got that wrong yeah yeah you know, I mean, and when you listen to it, yeah, I mean, Kevin's just a monster. He wrote a solo for himself that requires both pieces to come together. Uh, what you have there, uh, this is going to, uh, the official release date is December 1st. And I released it to you early because, well, we're friends and I do, you know, I'm part of the panel in the kudzu and we play on each other's records and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, so I released it to you, Ferris. Uh, there's more about this. I have a Patreon page. I'm just getting going. There's some more stuff about it over there. Uh, it'll be, it's going to officially drop and I'll send it out, uh, airplay direct radio and it'll be up on Spotify and iTunes and all that other stuff. Probably first few days in December, but you got the early release there. Okay. Well, so everybody will be able to get it though from uh, from different uh, download places and stuff, I suppose. Right? Yeah, yeah, man. You know, I don't think anybody's doing hard copy 
uh, not much music anyway man i mean it's you, you you can't hell you can't hardly find a place to sell them anymore. i know i've got boxes of uh, my album i did with you guys and hornsby and all i've got boxes full that you know i've i've taken to giving them away you know it's kind of like the uh the billy eli approach i learned from you where you would say uh you'd give somebody a cd and you say you know, uh, just pay whatever you want, or if you don't want to pay anything, just take it. Just take it, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, I'm, I'm at that point, too. It's like uh, selling hard copy well, more CDs. And more, just... more and more people don't even have a damn way to play. I mean, it's, uh -uh. it's kind of, people don't even have a way to play CDs anymore. I know people that the, the only the only way that they listen to music is is their phone and their and their laptops and stuff, man. And I, yeah, know, there was a there was a young lady that I started writing to um, through Facebook. Really nice girl. She's uh, like thirty five years old or whatever. And to me, you know, that sounds like a pretty good grown adult. But apparently, uh, her time, her uh, generation, or most of them in her generation, you know, she don't have a CD player, uh, a phonograph, nothing. She listens to everything on Spotify and on her cell phone. Right. On their, on their, either their cell phone or their cell phone and their tablets, man. Yeah. And, that's craziness. Yeah. It's, I don't know well, the whole music industry's. Actually, if you think about it, it and you know, I'm, it's, it would be real tempting to be like all the other old guys, but man, I hate it. You know, I'm, yeah, it. yeah. And, and I, but here's the thing. If you think about it compared, you know, to everything else, I actually like it. First of all, man, as an as an independent uh, artist, you know, it's just it's cheaper to produce. It's cheaper. I mean, I say literally hundreds and hundreds of dollars just on the post. I mean, back in the day when we would do a album release, yeah. and it was hard copy CDs, and we had to and we had to mail out, you know. 170 it costs uh, a fortune kids. man i mean damn yeah it it, it cost it cost four or five hundred dollars and you remember and doing you do the follow-up phone calls when you had to pay for long distance calls <clears throat> i right. mean and you now, know now on cell phones now you don't have to pay for long distance you know that and there's no storage and there's also this if you're into the environment man i mean it's no there's no hard copy waste man there's no shrink wrap there's no plastic jewel case there's no disc there's no uh you know there's no paper for the booklet none of that stuff it doesn't use any it doesn't use any hard copy resources for the individual product and even product. adding to that man one thing i'll say like you were talking about when you did the original thing and recorded it on your phone you know i've seen people mm -hmm. that actually record releases <laughs> on their phones and you know with band lab or garage band or you know other things like that yeah, I have GarageBand on my phone now. I'm not smart enough to use it. But, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I do. I'm well, I, I think you're smart enough. It's just the learning curve. Who's got time to sit there and try to learn all that? I don't right now. But, yeah, uh, I mean, I, and there's one called Band Lab. That's just, it's supposed to, right. you're supposed to be able to record the whole album on your phone, you know. But, but anyway. But I have a real break because I have Jim Hemphill in my band and he, God, he loves, he loves gadgets, man, and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, he's go, a hey, genius. There's, though, this, there's this new <laughs> weird app that they're doing for recording. Yeah, in two weeks he'll have it. And, you know, and it's like, yeah, so I don't have to, I don't have to know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, he's a, yeah. 
My, one yeah, of, my, one my of band the, leader can do it. One of the great moments of my life was that when you introduced me to uh, to to Jim and also to Patrick Beach. I uh, and then I'm, I'm meeting the other guys at the happy hour the other day. I can't, you know, I, I have. It takes me a while to memorize people's names, but yeah, they were also nice. That was yeah. That the, everybody else on there, is, we we refer to them as Dagman Nation, and it's a family <laughs> of brothers that live up in Chicago and it's not just the brothers, it's him and all their friends and they kind of got a little tribe going and um uh, yeah and it's we'll cool. talk sometime about how I met them because uh, yeah I met them because I was eavesdropping on a conversation. Oh well and here was the thing man you're gonna have a conversation about songwriters and you're gonna do it where I can eavesdrop on you guys need to at least get some parts of it right. And yeah. I was listening to them argue about who was the best songwriter for the birds, not Bob Dylan. And they're going back and forth and they're standing behind me. And after about 10 or 15 minutes, we're, we're in this little uh, uh, art gallery. And I was drinking a beer because I had snuck one in. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm having a beer and I'm listening to them. And it was during South by Southwest. And I turned around and said, guys. Seriously, man, y'all are arguing about this. Gene Clark, man, no damn, no contest at all. <laughs> yeah. You know, the best songwriter for the birds that was not Bob Dylan was Gene Clark. And they, both, and they all looked at me kind of funny, and then they go, yeah, man, yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. And we, yeah, and we struck, up a, we struck up a friendship. It was great. Oh, that's cool. I'll tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and let you roll, but uh, we're going to play another Billy Eli song because, you know, one is just not enough. I'm going to dedicate this next song to our friend Joey Parrish. Uh, it's uh, it's all about his kind of girl, a uh, whiskey-drinking woman. Yeah, 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 I met her out in L.A., man. That's a that's based on real events. Oh my! I, I can't, I can't, I can't honestly say it's a true story, but it is based on real events. Well, that's as close as it need to come. Well, appreciate it and and continue success. And I'm sure everybody's going to be wanting to download the uh, the new song because it's Thanks, very man. good, very good, good job, bud. Thanks for the spin, man. I hope y'all like it. All right, we'll catch you uh, later, Billy. Take care. Thanks. Okay, man. Trying to shake it, East Coast time zone I headed out in Echo Park She was wearing handmade cowboy boots And drinking maker's mark and I stood there by the stairs And I watched her dance That whiskey-drinking woman Well, I was standing there waiting on nothing Oh, nothing's pretty easy to find And I'm looking for something And it left me standing at the back of the line I just sat down at the bar and watched her sway. That whiskey drinking woman. Well, you just can't know till the lights get low when the wheel might turn again. The 
It's hard to stand your place Once you see her face She looks just as fine as sin And you could lose your heart forever To a whiskey drinking woman That's going to wrap it up for the special edition number one of Kudzu Radio Hour. Special edition number one. Uh, spotlighting Billy Eli and his new single. Be sure to check Billy out on Facebook, social media, and his website, BillyEli.com. That's right. That's right. And also, please support our sponsors. The Boxmasters, great rock and roll band with a great album coming out this week called Light Rays. Check out The Boxmasters at theboxmasters.com. And also our other sponsor, regular sponsor, Springer Mountain Farms, Springer Mountain Farms Chicken. Fresh chicken responsibly raised on family farms with no, none of the junk you get on the industrial farm end of things. These are raised by caring farmers who take care of the birds and raise them in the very best of conditions. And it all trickles down to you having healthy protein. Healthy protein with none of the uh, additives, byproducts, antibiotics, none of that junk that they give them on the corporate farms, you know. So get your healthy chicken, springermountain.com. SpringerMTN.com, and that's it. 
And uh, I guess that'll wrap it up. And we certainly uh, appreciate uh, you guys tuning in. And we will see you on Saturday with the regular Kudzu Radio Hour. Until then, take care and we'll see you soon.